All right, New River Valley, this is Mark Tapp with Keith Welton's. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Welcome back. Yeah. So, That's a good uh, song. It is a good song. I've mm. always liked it. That's a one-hit wonder song of the one-hit wonders. And we're talking a little bit about golf, and, and certainly you may think if you're out walking the course that you have walked 500 miles. Dep- depending on how accurate you are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I frequently do that. You could walk three to four times the average uh, golfer. Sometimes I wade, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, too. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, welcome back, New River Valley. This is Keith Weltons, and that is Mark Tapp. We're in our second segment. We're going to go ahead and bring in our guests, uh, and we're going to have some discussions. I know that uh, I also shared one thing with you, and I think that's where you got that song kind of from. I thought we might talk about it the last segment, but we went a little bit long. But you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah. So we had uh, – I always love it when you pick a story that I had seen earlier in the week. Yeah, okay. Or vice versa. Oh, is that the reason why yeah. you threw out the name so quick? Yeah, because okay. I had seen it. I didn't read it. I just saw the – I knew what it was, yeah. and I figured, well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so this is for, like, so. people who are looking for that New Year's resolution to tie that first segment in as far as uh, walking through the grocery store or – Looking, trying to New Year's resolutions, getting healthier. There was an article out. For- <laughs> yeah. And actually, it's in the uh, medical and life sciences news. Yeah, so it's either. So it's real. It's, it's either you know. a fake publication or it's real. <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, anybody that is over the age of probably 45. Sure. Might actually be familiar with Monty Python. Yep. And uh, if you remember... There was a guy who um, I think it was Mr. Teabag. Yeah, is that right? Yep. And and Mr. Pooty. Yep. And they had a specific walk. Yeah, they worked for the Department of either Funny Walk or I think the Department of Funny Walk, and it was a British department. And they would have a conversation all the time about how they weren't being properly funded as much as the the British military. And as a parliamentary cabinet member, that they deserve to have proper funding yeah. reissued to that department. So the irony here is, is that a, a skit about a department that was in charge of investigating a funny walk mm-hmm. actually became a scientific experiment funded by the government about a funny walk. Correct. And what did they find out? Uh, they found out that uh, if you uh, adopt the inefficient walking style of uh, Mr. Teabag, yep. that it is that you'll essentially uh, accomplish all your daily exercise goals. Yeah, in like a very few <laughs> minutes. How many minutes was that? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was two to five minutes, we'll, we'll depending on, on the uh, extreme of the walk. So if you're really jacking your legs out and throwing your hips and going forward and sideways and everything else somewhere between the two and five five, five minutes five minute range yeah. the congratulations you're done for the whole day <laughs> that's right 
I would probably do that throw through the a grocery hip store. Out or yeah. <laughs> do that in the grocery store <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I can't get my legs that high. I know. You can. No, I can't. Not with my back. Holy moly. <laughs> Jesus. Which is a testament to their skill level. Very much. I don't know split. how they did that back then. That was a that was amazing. But yeah, that was an interesting study that to your point, it was a department parliamentary to do the study. They finally did the study and guess what? It worked. Yeah, that's one of those things where uh, when Congress is approving a $1.7 trillion bill, they should put that in the there. omnibus bill, you'll actually find something like Correct. that. Correct. Yeah, exactly we, we right. $3 billion to figure that one out. Yep. So, yep. Um, I, I've got a couple questions. I, you know, earlier, actually, your father in law came by the mm-hmm. office the other day and he was talking about golf. Yeah. And, uh, Apparently he's. I didn't know he was as big a golf. Yeah, he's really starting to get into it. He does it with uh, a lot of the folks that he's met at the Moose. So he he goes with some Moose Club guys. I'm sure you see. Yeah, you see some of those groups. Yeah. So they were talking about. You remember earlier uh, last week we had two degree temperatures. Yeah. And one of the I don't know uh, TJ. Did you have the pins in on that day? Yeah. Yeah. So you had the pins in. So did anybody show up? No. (laughs) Because okay. <laughs> quickly, no. no. I saw something pretty funny on social media. It said uh, somebody posted that the, you know, the forecast for the next five days looked like a leaderboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. minus six, yeah. minus five. Yeah, that's three. funny. Yeah. So I that's thought, good. I thought, you know, and, and your father-in-law made a comment about the the, the ground being so hard, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, now nah, here's my chance. Yeah, just I hit might it. actually be able to get a long drive. It's like hitting a ball in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. I remember as a kid there was one par four. Where I grew up, that we would want to play when the pond was frozen because mm-hmm. you could, you know, drive the par four because your ball would just, you know, skip across. The oh, that's cool. The <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the, finally, I don't have to worry about the water. Hazards. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. <laughs> Are the sand traps harder too? Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, the ball just runs through them. Yeah. Okay, now, and now we're in my season. That's right. So uh, I thought, okay, well, that's a guarantee. My drives are going to go longer, but um, it doesn't necessarily mean that. No. Because and and I want to ask TJ. So TJ, do you know, uh, you know, temperature relative to drive distance? Do you know what the sort of the science is? Is there a ratio that? to that? Like if I if Humidity, the temperature is all that twenty, if the temperature is ten degrees hotter. Yeah, uh, there's definitely scientifically, it's factual <laughs> that if it's warmer. And lower humidity, the ball's going further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What those numbers are, I couldn't tell you, but you're definitely going to hit it further in Scottsdale than you are here. Mm. So. Yeah, so I believe that um, for every 10 degrees hotter, there's a six-mile-an-hour increase in ball speed. Ball speed. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems like a lot of increase in ball it speed. It does, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I think that uh, that equates to something like two to ten yards yeah. farther. It's, it's probably ten plus. Yeah, six miles an hour. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was. So now I want to ask two more questions because we've got a baseball fan in the house and a mm-hmm. golf fan in the house. Yep. And and Michelle's done pretty well with the the, the golf ball. You're a football fan. But yeah, well, my dad was a baseball coach, but yeah, so that's kind of yeah. merged to the. But I, I love all sports, so whatever. Bring do you, it. Bring do it. you uh, do you want to take a guess at what the longest home run ever recorded is? Does it have a five does in front? Does that have a five in front of it? It's got to. Does Keith know what it is? I'm going to guess five twenty eight. 
And it was like in the last couple of years. I'll say 5.30. And it was like by like a Cabrera or, I mean, it was not, it was not hit by someone that you would have thought. I'm going to guess it was hit by, first of all, was it hit by someone on, in Colorado? Well, that's interesting that you say that. So the longest home run ever recorded was actually hit in the minor leagues. Okay. Uh, and it was in Colorado. Okay. And I believe it was. That's got to be 540 something or 560 something then. Because 520 something, I think, is like majors. Yeah, I've got so many windows open here that I can't even tell yeah, you which okay. one it was. Well, that's fine. Um, I'll find it here in a few minutes. But uh, but it's it's about five. So the the longest. Um, home run, Mickey Mantle. Uh, is it Mickey Mantle? Um, no way. Hit the most. Uh, uh, the, fir- the longest recorded major league was, I think it was five seventy four, and it was oh Mickey Mantle. Oh my god! The it's longest a- recorded. <laughs> so, so nineteen eighty seven, Joey Meyer, playing for the Triple A Denver Zephyrs, hit a ball five hundred and eighty two feet. Wow. That's the longest recorded home run. So, switching gears, do we want to guess at what the longest drive was? That's a good one. Yeah. Because this is in yards. Yeah. I'm going to guess 445. Yeah, I'm going about 485. So let's start here, TJ. Who do you think hit it? It's not a pro golfer, is it? Yeah. Oh, it was? Yeah. So it's not just a guy out there trying to hit at long-range tournament. Uh, this particular hit, I believe, was not in a in a long. normal tournament. It was in a, it was in a l- l- long distance tournament. Oh. But he is a professional golfer. I'm going to say John Daly. Mm-hmm. That's a good guess. So yeah. uh, Mike Austin. Mike, yeah, Mike Austin, 515 yards. Yeah, my guess is he is a professional long ball yeah. hitter. He is not necessarily a driver because that, that 515 has no use on a 18-hole course You've but for one hole. you athletes I mean, now, those long-drive athletes? Yeah. 6'6", you know, yeah. 270. Yep. Yeah. They're giants. And that's so. That's sort of the argument, and, and I think you, know, you can speak to this a little bit, TJ, obviously being a, uh, a professional uh, coach. Um, the the argument is do you have to be 66 250 or 300 pounds matter of fact one of the top uh drive uh, uh record holders is a amateur bodybuilder so you the, certainly strength has a lot to to play there but also flexibility well 100% flexibility it's interesting that a bodybuilder would be yeah. you know in that category but yeah being taller longer arms longer legs makes your levers longer your power levers so that's where the speed comes from yeah. but you have to know how to use your body to to move like that so um it definitely helps to be taller uh i wouldn't say the weight is as much of a factor but you know strength is obviously important it's all about core strength so yeah, they've just, you know, the taller you are, the, the more of an advantage you have if you know how to use it. So let's talk uh, about the course. Lots going on. Um, some new ownership, made some renovation changes. The courses uh, being, um, I don't want to use the word modify because I don't want to put things into uh, the sphere that aren't true. But maybe you can tell us kind of what's going on with the course because, quite frankly, I think it's pretty exciting. And the homeowners uh, who live on the course, 
the reaction that I've heard from them is, you know, this is the perfect time to join the course as a member. I would agree. Yeah, it's exciting times. We, uh, we're now under management by a company called McConnell Golf. They're out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, same ownership. We're still owned by the Virginia Tech Foundation. Correct. McConnell has leased the property from the owner. And they are a company that owns 14 private clubs in the Carolinas, Tennessee, one other here in Virginia. So, uh, you know, they are a company that's that is deep into the golf business. And the portfolio is it's impressive. Yes. Yeah. We have four facilities that host tour events. Yep. Um, a PGA tour event and three uh, three other lower level tour events. But um so we've already, you know, had our golf maintenance budget increased, which means course conditions. You know, our superintendent's very excited, so course conditions will continue to be pushed forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already received some new equipment, which is going to help us. Um, some exciting things in uh, the restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, which don't have enough detail to discuss it at you know at length today, but. There are going to be some exciting announcements in the coming months for the restaurant, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the area that that we've really needed to improve the last couple of years. It's, you know, it's been tough coming out of COVID. Hate to say that, but um, we just haven't really had great momentum in food and beverage yet. But I can feel it coming now, so I'm excited about some of the things we're talking about. Yeah, you've got world class um, uh, amenities and views. Uh, and I think that that's really where you're looking to amplify some of the the things. And the problem has been that uh, uh, the course itself, um, in order to truly be able to utilize those things, um, we still have to wor- worry about the seasonality of where we are. So we have you know, unexpected rains and we have winds. You know, this is a known area known for winds all the time. And I think that some of the plans are to help understand and change some of the layouts so that you can have a little bit more of that inside outside use, dare say year round, but far more than just, you know, the May through June timeframe. You nailed it. And that's what I've been pushing for uh, is to get us out on that beautiful patio oh, yeah. so we can enjoy that view. Yeah, It's either too hot, too cold, or too wet out there. Correct. So, uh, umbrellas just don't do the tricks. So no. That's yeah. one of the things we're talking about is trying to uh, cover some of that patio and, and make it so we can enclose it and use it year-round. Yeah, and I think for the folks that live in the New River Valley, they struggle with the exact same thing. I mean, it's the same. So any place that you can go to that can help mitigate those issues – just it's either go to your back porch and have those problems or go someplace and be catered to and have that um, squared away for you. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool, uh, unique scene once it's all said and done. And it's, you know, we're going to have an experience. It's just it's going to be yeah. an experience and, and people are going to want to come out and, and, and enjoy it. Uh, we're going to change up the menus a bit um, and, uh, you know, have some great beers to offer, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited about it. Uh, you, you can feel the momentum. And like you said, we have memberships available. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be offering a social membership. Right. Uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, specific member only social events. Right. Uh, that are going to take advantage of, of all that work we're going to do in the food and beverage department. And I want to just, I know Mark wants to hop in, but speaking to that part right there, when you look at the portfolio offerings from the group, 
and um, they they post. So every group, every location has its own range. The 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 pricing model that is being put into play is one that is very very favorable relative to some of the other portfolio offerings, and yet you still get access to not only this course, but then you'll now get access to some of the other courses. Correct. Yes, you you have to purchase what's called a network upgrade, mm-hmm. but you will have access to play uh, those other fourteen private clubs, which you wouldn't otherwise have right. access to. So it makes it exciting. We have some people that have already, uh, you know, purchased that upgrade, and we'll be organizing some travel this this summer. I'm sure to those locations, yeah. And, and many of those locations have housing options available. Right. Uh, so it, 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 like you said, it's an impressive portfolio, and, and it's going to be interesting to to see people taking advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm just curious with regards to the restaurant. Uh, certainly it's accessible to anybody, whether they're a golfer or not. What kind of uh, resistance do you find that you have getting non-golfers to come in? I think it's always difficult for golf courses in general just because people don't think about you know quality food and beverage when you're looking at a golf course. Yeah. But you know we have the one natural that's just – extremely unique and that's just the location and the views so you know from the very beginning it's a unique setting so we just need to get to a point where we're offering uh consistent hours um and that comes with having business Mm -hmm. and we've struggled a little bit with that um but again i I really see that changing and, Mm -hmm. and in the next few months uh we're going to get there but um it's it's all about consistency, right? When right. you're talking about any restaurant. Yeah. And that's what we're aspiring to, and we're going to get there. It's going to be fun. And, and going back earlier, you said that there's some things, you know, upgrades in equipment and some other things that you've been hoping for or wanting for in the uh, just the golf course management aspect of things. And the course has always been just unbelievable, beautiful. It's extremely challenging. Um, the the people that work there are very professional. It's always a great experience to go there. With all of that being said, what what did you have on your wish list? Hmm. Well, I think for me personally, even even though I am the PGA professional on site, you know, I, I did want to upgrade this food and beverage experience. Mm-hmm. So so that is is happening. Is that because you're always on site? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My lunch is important. <laughs> No, because it goes hand in hand with your golf experience. Right. Yeah. You know, it really does. When you when you go to some of the best places in the world, you know, you're not only usually talking about the golf, but you're talking about the food and beverage and yeah. cocktails and beers. It's and, a camaraderie and yeah. anything that you can uh, get. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, for those listening to us, where would they find information on the social uh, membership on the golf membership on the upgrades that sort of thing and I know you know certainly maybe we sh- should take advantage of the fact that we're leading into the brand new year there's some things that maybe people ought to do to improve their golf game for the new year uh, clearly it's flexibility yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> just head right to PeteDieRiverCourse.com and speaking of your golf game in the winter one of the things that you'll be able to take advantage of as a member is we have a brand new simulator in house. Yep. So we're we're getting ready to launch our uh, uh, golf leagues for the winter, and uh, I, I do offer instruction uh, in the simulator. We also have a new. Uh, we started with them in, in April. It's called uh, Op Thirty Six, which it's a uh, a junior golf teaching model. 
So we have those classes available throughout the winter as well. And I don't want to confuse the audience and have everyone thinking that we're all of a sudden a private club. We're not. We're still very much Correct. open to the public. The restaurant's open to the public, always will be, as, as will the golf course. But we do have membership options. We will be increasing the number of member-specific events that we will host. But we are open to the public as well. Yeah, I think the big thing there is that people tend to ask for more. They don't yeah. tend to ask for less. And so this is the ability to enhance and then give more. And uh yeah, and, and largely those memberships aren't created to – I mean, they're created for efficiencies, right? They're, you're, you're trying to give your clients more for less. Correct. Right? Yeah. 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 For both the – I'm I'm actually really excited about the social Yeah, we actually talked and, about that in the yeah. office. And so, yeah, so we'll get together with you on some of this. So, once again, we appreciate you coming, and uh, we'll see you out there on the course. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. Absolutely. Everybody stick with us. You're listening to – Hey, I'm Hodgepodge. Like an Arizona.